The following is a conversation with Jean-François Becker. He's a doctor in astrophysics at the Paris Observatory and he was my professor of philosophy of cosmology. He is a brilliant mind who is not afraid to talk about the open problems in modern physics and together we discuss the topics like the nature of time, the hard problem of consciousness, the relationship between math, physical laws and reality and the future of humanity. Also, he is very passionate about the relationship between art and science. This is the first episode of the Mentalos podcast. I hope you'll enjoy this conversation as much as I did. If so, please consider subscribing, sharing and supporting this project. And now, here is my conversation with Jean-François Becart. How would you define time? Um, I would not. I would not define time. Uh, we manipulate time. We have learned uh, to um, model it, parameterize it. But I do not think uh, that everyone has a glimpse of what time is. It, according to some theories, uh, let's refer to um, the most. Let's refer to uh, relativity. In relativity, time is just behave as a dimension very similar to space. And um, so it's some sort of a space, but it doesn't behave as a space. And even, even in this theory where time is a fourth dimension, uh, there are many, many philosophical issues, mm. like speaking of the uh, block universe, for instance, uh, where we all are totally passive. So there are a lot, a lot of issues uh, uh, associated to this, to this model. So it doesn't solve anything and it doesn't tell, tell us what time is. And basically, no one has an idea. And this question of time goes very, very far in human history. Uh, ancient Greeks were asking, what is time? Maybe nothing, like Parmenid, maybe a flowing river, maybe. And the question goes until um, in Middle Ages. Uh, um, uh, so it's, it's a famous a uh, famous sentence from St. Augustine, if you ask me what time is, I know it, but I can't explain it. So there is some sort of a, uh, it's, it's a deep, deep mystery. Time is a deep mystery. And what physics allows us to do is just um, modeling it, uh, approaching it, approaching its behavior, but without knowing what is its mm -hmm. essence. So it's like... Uh we can have models of it, or we can create mathematical objects that can be used to study it, yes. to model it, without knowing what it actually is. Exactly. Um, but uh, do you think this is true also for all the other things that we study? Like, uh, I don't know, for if we want to model uh, a ball which is bouncing, we do some kind of model, mm. but in the end, do we really know what a ball is? Like, okay, is it true only for time or for everything else that we model? I believe it is true for everything else. Um, certainly, time is as some sort of a um, 
additional mystery, mm. I would say, mm. because it's very the, thing is, the thing is, macroscopically, mm -hmm. uh, when we launch a ball, I mean, a kid doesn't, it's not important for a kid to know what really a ball is. Every time he takes a ball in, the, in his hand, and us as well in our cognitive environment, uh, the ball uh, reacts in the same way for all our lives. So uh, it has, of course, it doesn't at all say what is a ball, but it doesn't influence our uh, everyday life. So it's, but time is a more profound mystery in the sense that, of course, we don't know what it is, and we will come back on what is matter and space and so on. But uh, time affects our in directly in our lives. We grow, mm. we get old, we ultimately we, we die. We die because of time. Mm. We don't die because of a ball. Generally speaking, but uh, so but the question is is perfectly sounded. Uh, a ball is ultimately says a science made of very small constituents, which can be even smaller, and maybe there are things even smaller, and indefinitely maybe mm. we don't know. Uh, quantum mechanics says it's not indefinite, but it's just a theory, and it goes to a certain minimum scale. Says the theory. But at this scale, we really don't know how matter behaves. Mm. So, if you think of a ball made of very small constituents, we just don't know where are these constituents. And basically, uh, the fact that a ball is here rather than there is still a mystery. Mm -hmm. And this is very. I know it's far from every everyday life experiment, but it is what sciences right mm -hmm. now but to come back to your question um, so this is matter but space is again um, more cognitive we don't have a sense for time mm -hmm. in our body mm -hmm. our cognition goes through space eyes ears uh, perception globally and most of our senses are made uh, for our survival we know we see a mountain because this mountain may be something important to get water. Mm -hmm. And our cognition, our cognition is entirely driven to survival. So it's first cognition does not show us what is true. It only shows us what is important for our survival. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing to, to get convinced of. This being said, even with tools and so on, what we get from uh, the real is through space, mainly. And so time is kind of a mysterious substance mm -hmm. that is very, very mysterious. So this comes back to your first question. I would say that, yes, uh, physics models things. A part of these things seems familiar due to our cognition, but if we think about it, it's not. And time is especially mysterious. Yes. Do, so do you think uh, we can perceive time due to the changes in, in space? Because uh, we are more used to reason by evolution, by adaptation in space terms. So we can perceive time because we perceive its change. So yes, is it, is it like that? yes? Yeah, it's so you have two ways to approach time. Again, there is no definition of time. Mm. You have an approach of time. There are two ways. So one you mention is 
called relational um, approach. It's, it says basically, imagine a universe where there is uh, no matter, so no way to see any evolution. Mm. A, a universe where there is no movement, then it would be basically impossible to do every kind of measure of time and we basically wouldn't know that there is time. It, imagine a, a universe full of photons, a particle of light. This says a theory. Uh, photons do not feel time. Mm. Uh, their uh, proper time, says relativity, is nil, meaning a photon uh, gets everything around instantly, every information around instantly. It's called a uh, it's called a, a, a light uh, a light uh, curve in, mm -hmm. uh, in the in special relativity. So in this kind of universe, there is absolutely no way to, for photon to distinguish a succession of instants. Mm -hmm. So so basically, there is no time. So this is a relational approach, saying basically without. Uh, something related matter of a universe with some sort of complexity and entropy. Something says that there is some sort of an order, a macroscopic order in the universe. We would not be able to to, mm -hmm. to, to, in, to approach time. But there is another way which is called more absolute, absolute approach, like Newtonian approach. Mm -hmm. so it is a full dimension, and in a way. General relativity is kind of a mix between. General relativity uh, is says basically, in a way, Newton is somehow right. Time is a full dimension, and so it's independent of the content of the universe. Even if in a universe which is empty, mm -hmm. no matter, nothing, time still exists because it's uh, it's it defines the structure mm -hmm. of the universe. It's not dependent mm -hmm. of anything. And so the so, so, so slight difference between Einstein and Newton is that Einstein says, well, it's not, it's, abs it's a dimension, so, but this dimension is intertwined with space. They are not totally independent. It's not, it's not a cube. Mm -hmm. It's a, some sort of a geometrical form, all mixed, all mixed up. It's some sort of a geometry of space and time, says mm -hmm. the relativity. So in that way, uh, time is absolutely defined. It's a dimension. It's it's a structure of mm. the universe as a whole. But um, well, I, I think this kind of answers the question. Um, but so in. Yes, my question maybe is if it can uh, uh, exist independently or is forcibly uh, attached to space. Like uh, in general relativity, they are a single thing, time and space. Mm. But uh, so could yeah, so could they ex could time exist independently? Like uh, or maybe. In in new theories, uh, is something independent time or is still uh, um, combination of multiple objects? So 
Uh, for uh, for you and globally for people interested in uh, in in the, the in the philosophy of time, I suggest uh, and I, I will also of course, but I'd suggest a reading of a uh, of two very interesting books, which are uh, the first one is from uh, Carlo Rovelli mm -hmm. and uh, one of the contributors of Quantum Loop Gravity. So for the for the for the, the so people uh, for, for the auditor, quantum blue gravity is a is a modern theory trying to um, trying to uh, marry general relativity and quantum physics through uh, a, a new approach. It's called quantum gravity. So it's a way to approach this 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 major uh, difficulty in modern physics and. In what what is very interesting is that this new theory quantum uh, loop quantum gravity is um, has two opposite interpretations. Carlo Rovelli in his book oh, the name was uh, will uh, it's the book from a couple of years ago now um, says basically he interprets this theory as to say basically. Time is really an emerging property. Mm. It's mm. not fundamental. Mm. What is fundamental is not even space. Mm. It's something deeper. Let's call okay. it a, well. Let's call it a mathematical object called spin network. This kind of spin network. Imagine you should you could imagine them as a crystal spinning and vibrating, and through this vibration space is created mm. and time is not time is when you look at this how to say this bubble of space around mathematical crystals uh, they have quantum properties they can be in a, a superposed state and this superposition uh, is what time comes from time is just an illusion okay coming from a complexity of modern, says Carlo Rovelli. Mm -hmm. But Lise Molin, which is the second contributor of this theory, mm -hmm. uh, says exact opposite. Mm -hmm. He says in his book, uh, La Renaissance du Temps, Rebirth of Time, mm -hmm. uh, published by, in, by Juno a couple of years ago. It's a very good book. And uh, says basically, no, it's a misinterpretation uh, I'll say time is absolutely fundamental, saying that without time, in fact, a, a vast number of things are simply not defined in physics. Plus, we we arrive in some sort of a uh, sterile way. We it's, it's sterility of ideas. If we if we perceive uh, the universe as universal, permanent, with uh, laws pre-existing, I mean in a, a platonic universe, mm -hmm. then um, we have major, we face major difficulties in theoretical physics. Because in a way, it would be very interesting, for instance, to consider that laws in physics are evolving. Mm -hmm. They are not necessarily eternal. Like for instance, the Newtonian gravity, I mean, of course, it's an approximation, but mm. it wasn't always there. 
when did it appear? Maybe or maybe its form has changed. Maybe it was some other mathematical law and then evolving. So universe as a whole would be something involving so time is absolutely fundamental to make it evolve mm. in a in globally and maybe laws themselves are not transcendent mm. they are immanent mm. and evolving mm. so you see what is so interesting in philosophy of science and it's i think it's a very interesting example is that the same theory the same the same physical theory is interpreted radically different by the two main contributors of the theory. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. And it points out more generally the question of how can you how can we really uh, interpret uh, any physical theory um, based on based on this example. I mean we can, but uh, it's a debate of ideas and uh, well these two physicians have totally opposite view of on the time based on this theory. Um, I'd like to move to the uh, topic of um, the relation between physical laws, uh, mathematics and reality that, that we discussed and I think it's really interesting. Uh, but first, uh, um, about the, the possibility of uh, physical law, laws of not being constant and changing over time, but still they could evolve with some kind of law like uh, or uh, there are either two possibility they change randomly or they or they're constant or they evolve with a certain law so it's it's a bit um, it's a, it's it's a, i do not know anything in which uh, 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 laws would evolve uh, randomly of course, mm -hmm. uh, if if laws evolve, let's let's assume they evolve. If they evolve, they must evolve according of the global universe inner properties. Mm -hmm. uh, for instance, uh, Smolin has uh, created a model is of uh, uh, it, it's called um, 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 it's a model of it's some sort of Darwinian but mm -hmm. with black holes, mm -hmm. saying that. Black holes may contain universes, I mean pockets of space-time, uh, with maybe different properties. But in, in this pocket of space-time, there are black holes creating pockets and so on. So some sort of a tunnel of black holes mm -hmm. of di various size properties. And what he proposed is that uh, imagine in one of these pockets of space-time there are certain laws, then if these laws allow uh, for new black holes to emerge, then we might, we might call this space-time fertile. Mm -hmm. New, new, new space-time are created uh, with a con uh, so certain number of, de of, of de depths uh, and, uh, and ultimately maybe arriving to a, a, a sterile uh, space-time in which there mm. are no more black holes, for instance. This is just a model, but imagine, it, it's, it's the interest of that is that he, he proposed something which em embedded black holes in one another, uh, but the, there is a constraint saying that first 
um, a pocket of universe which would not be able to create a black hole. Uh, maybe it has laws and maybe it's random laws, but if a universe has, has some properties, it evolves creating new black holes and so on, so uh, uh, laws would uh, uh, be such that uh, um, uh, this, this uh, uh, pocket universe would uh, uh, be uh, there or not. And uh, it, so it's some sort of a natural selection mm -hmm. of universes. And it, it put constraints. Uh, it's, it's, um, so the limit of this model is that um, we do not see how it interacts uh, from one backlog to, to another. But uh, it's interesting in, that in, 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 uh, in saying that taken Let's imagine um, a pocket of universe in which there are laws, maybe other pockets around influence, uh, so there is some sort of a, uh, an environment, maybe. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing is to consider, for instance, the universe as, a, uh, uh, as something alive, something some, like a, um, some sort of a, a being. So evolving, um, uh, and modifying itself from inside, mm. like it's um, there are limits huh, to, to metaphor. I'm well aware mm. of that, but um, we could see uh, we could see that as a, a maybe. Um, let's be honest. Uh, and, List Molin doesn't propose uh, a way to. Uh, he proposes a way to test if uh, laws have evolved in history, but uh, what would be the engine of this modification is not proposed, and mm. of course is uh, in a minority of physicians. Uh, the vast majority of physicians, I mean, probably ninety-nine percent of cosmologists, mm. look for transcendent. Loads, which, but it's, it poses lots of philosophical problems. Huh? Mm. It means that laws would be prior to the universe, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but why, yes. what, and uh, how? Mm. And uh, but if you consider reversely laws being part of the universe mm. and thus evolving like everything in the universe, mm. then in a way the universe is really a whole, okay. and the the question of how could anything be exterior to the universe is not asked. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, a, that's a main in philosophical interest. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, yes. But, um, and uh, what do you, what's, your, what's your take on that? Do you think that uh, physical laws are, are something that comes before the universe, like uh, logical ideas. Uh, the fact that 2 plus 2 is uh, equal 4 is true, even if there was no universe, mm. even if... Uh, yes, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's again, it is a, a very deep question. So, so, um, 
I, I will I will provide you my my really my personal answer. Mm -hmm. Not uh, I, I can I can explain uh, the the auditor what is at stake here. The, what is at stake here is the uh, philosophy of mathematics uh, or philosophy of the centrality of the mathematics. The question is is basically why mathematics are working so well, and uh, it's not that they work. It is uh, this is uh, probably uh, understandable understandable in a cognitive way or we uh, cognitive in a cognitive way uh, our brain is made so I, I says made for uh, constructed through survival mm -hmm. so we have to uh, uh, we have to be able to count objects around us of course uh, how many tigers are there uh, one two or thirteen it's not the same question right so uh, we are made to do arithmetics. Mm. We are made to, to count how many fruits we have, otherwise we would die. So basically our brain is certainly cognitively uh, driven by some sort of basic mathematics. So, but that absolutely does not explain why the universe itself, if it's not, if it's not a, a natural being, evolving natural being like, like nature in a sense way, uh, why it is designed so mathematically, mm. saying that, for instance, um, uh, nobody really, I mean, everyone is in wonder how we found uh, antimatter just using an equation and without being totally unable of seeing it, predicting the existence mm. of antimatter based on an equation without any tool in laboratory is uh, one of these examples of, of uh, of uh, uh, amazement that one can feel for some sort of a mathematical structure in the universe. Now, seeing that, we have to be careful. Uh, it's um, very uh, tempting to see the universe as a cathedral fully mathematical. Mm -hmm. uh, we still don't have this proof, and for instance, a lot of things are very hard to model mathematically. That's so, what is at stake in your question is more than physical laws are mathematics prior to physical laws, and probably the question, the answer would be yes. Now, do we, do we, uh, can we affirm that mathematical uh, mathematics are really the, the full foundation of universe? It would be a hard step to make. That's the general answer. My answer is maybe a bit more, uh, I would think that yes, uh, there is ultimately uh, the, uh, 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 the, the mathematical structure of the universe is of extremely high degree, I think. Mm. And uh, now the question is what is, where would our conscience the consciousness uh, uh, rise from this mathematical structure, and uh, I don't pretend to have an answer, but it must there must be some sort of a mechanism. Like I, sometimes I see a, you see a flower blooming, and it's the center of the flower is very geometrical and. And it blooms, it grows, and finally you do not see any more mathematics, and you see a flower. But it's and so 
maybe consciousness is some sort of an uh, emerging property coming from extremely extremely complex mathematical structures. That's a way to see it. Mm. Uh, I must also mention another possibility, which is also very tempting. I, I, I really hesitate between mm. two things that I will say now. Between these emerging properties of a very, of a nearly totally mathematical universe, and the other part, and I'm very tempted by this one, which is more some sort of a dualism. You could imagine a universe deeply structurally mathematical, it would be an inert, not living universe if it's mathematical. And in this mathematical, we don't explain how or why, but uh, there would be some sort of a essence which would be totally different from, from this universe. And we would call it conscience or spirit or soul or whatever, but it would be Universe would be a, a dualism between mathematics, mm. ultimately, and this non-mathematical essence mm. called uh, consciousness. Mm -hmm. And so, I do not have a clear answer to, to, to give you. Actually, now I kind of, I kind of tend to a, to a more, more dualistic way. I see, I see consciousness as I think something very different from mathematics, but I perceive the universe as, as a highly mathematical, structurated object. Um, so, do you think that what we have been discussing is fundamentally the question whether math is invented or discovered? Like. Math is invented if it's just a human tool that exists in the universe and instead is discovered is if it's instead um, coexistent of the universe. Is it, in the end, this is the question, is math invented or discovered? Means mathematics is something that we developed to understand the world or maybe physical laws are embedded in the universe or they are or they come before the universe so, uh, so my um, my view on this is that uh, I I think that um, the universe is is uh, is mathematical in, and uh, but it's some sort of an ancient way to see the universe as something inert, something something not living. Mm. And uh, in this in inert, uh, in, in this uh, uh, non-evolving universe, uh, imagine a cathedral, really, really totally geometrical and mathematical. And. Um, so we uh, we would uh, uh, have uh, separated in a way, and being having evolved in this mathematical universe, we probably have developed some uh, some senses. I mean, not senses in a cognitive way, uh, 
let's even have our brain. So um, I, I really, I really think that our brain is a sixth sense. And by the way, uh, uh, it's one of the most mysterious thing. Uh, 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 we, we, we are. Um, I, I, I do not think that we, we are essentially material. Uh, I must be, I must be frank. I, I, I don't know if you will ask me the question, but I do not think that. No one can pretend that physics can explain everything. Mm -hmm. It is an approach. So if we take that, we, we must find some ways of thinking to try to define and approach uh, the problem of consciousness. And it's an it's a, it's a extremely profound problem. And that being said, to answer your question, maybe it's some sort of a, of a, of a loop that uh, the universe is mathematical. We uh, we have uh, uh, arose from this universe, probably hearing the universe, so having the ability to kind of listen and penetrate the mathematical structures, which are totally invisible. Some of us, at least, mm -hmm. uh, not everyone. And uh, I think everyone has a capability. That's the first thing. We human beings, we all have the same capabilities. I think well, some are stronger, some are bigger, some are. But basically, we all have. And uh, so I try not to go <laughs> too, too, too far, but we all have these capabilities because we, have, we are human beings and we are embedded in a mathematical universe. So there is absolutely no reason for people to be totally deaf and blind to mm -hmm. mathematics. Mm -hmm. uh, or maybe there are social reasons or whatever reason, but it's not biological reason. So, 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 and the, the, the other thing to say, uh, to say about that is, um, so in a way, everybody is capable to see or to penetrate at least a little this mathematical realm. So, uh, apparently pre-existing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even if a uh, lot of people are platonic without saying, uh, in, in uh, lots of uh, particle physicists mm -hmm. working in CERN or Brooklyn uh, laboratory, they finally tend to, to consider uh, elementary particles as just numbers. Mm. We don't know if if particles have substances, mm. let's take an electron. An electron, everybody seems to know that everybody knows what it is. It's electricity going in in uh, uh, in, in tubes, and everybody uh, has some sort of feeling of that. But uh, but in fact, no one knows what it is an electron. Mm -hmm. We all learn it's we, we all learn in uh, when we are. Uh, 12 or 13 or 14 at, at college that it's supposed to be a particle with this mass, a negative charge and so on and so on, but that doesn't tell anything, it's just properties. Mm -hmm. doesn't, we don't know the substance. Mm -hmm. is, it, uh, is it rough? Is it, uh, uh, it's totally non-cognitive to say a particle has just a couple of properties and we don't know what it is. So basically it's just numbers. And when you look uh, when you look into physics in general, we lose more and more in theory. We lose contact with cognitive senses, and we arrive to numbers. Mm -hmm. So it kind of 
It kind of gives us uh, the impression that finally numbers are just what it's what remains of everything. It's it's in the end of the the question of the beginning of of the ball and of time. Like if we go deep enough, uh, we don't really mm, can see like. We cannot really define things, uh, we, can, we can model them, we can maybe define properties, but what they are in their essence, we cannot grasp it. Yes, but maybe we can uh, reassure a little bit the, the auditor. It's not, we human beings ask questions, that's what uh, makes us uh, noble. Uh, we go as deep as we can to ask a more more fundamental questions. Um, so this is very philosophical. It's of course it's not linked to uh, everyday life. So to, to take a, to take an example, uh, I we all know that uh, a, a cooker of pastry uh, does absolutely uh, incredible desserts. Um, not knowing the uh, chemical constitution of of, uh, of uh, an alcohol of a, of a, of a vanilla, uh, it doesn't. It, it's we the universe allows us to do extraordinary things, art yes. and creation and beauty. Mm -hmm. uh, there is no equation for beauty, and so it, this universe allows us to live fully. Uh, to develop us absolutely, totally, without knowing the substances. Mm -hmm. So, it's, yes, so physics probably will never tell us what mm -hmm. a ball is. Mm -hmm. But it's nothing compared to, a, yes. to the smile of a kid playing yes. with a ball. Yes, yes so we, we can use, it's like a gift, we can make use of the universe without understanding it, uh, without uh, it, it, needing to it's, it's very noble and I think, I think we should uh, ask uh, fundamental questions, but we, do, we should not feel depressed if we're not capable to answer it fully. Mm -hmm. First, we have improved. For instance, now the questions we ask are a little more accurate. And second, sometimes it happens that uh, some possible answers tend to be less and less possible, less and less likely. So we kind of narrow uh, answers without being totally sure of, of what could come next. We have to keep our mind as open as possible. And I think quantum physics is an excellent example. Uh, we all know that at the beginning of the century, uh, uh, Phys physicians tend to uh, physicists, sorry, physicists uh, uh, tend to know that everything was known and so on and so on. And then came this theory, uh, just the study of of of, uh, uh, of uh, something called a, a black body with uh, that shines at a weird way in high temperature. So very uh, very very small thing. Mm -hmm. And then the theory was. Build uh, block by block, and then what it says on the world now is totally non-cognitive, and, and and says uh, that the world is is 
somehow extremely fascinating mm -hmm. with parts communicating to other parts without the notion of distance. Time can be reversed, like future can have an effect on the present, which us uh, living beings would not even imagine. But this, this is a, so. This physics has nearly come from kind of nothing, just a, mm -hmm. so just the emergence of the iceberg, just a couple of meters of ice above the ocean. Mm -hmm. But in fact, it has changed anything. Mm -hmm. So, who now would bet that, for instance, in one century, a new theory will not revolve, uh, revolutionize everything in what we perceive of the world? Mm -hmm. I think if if we were wise, we would say, okay, I have seen the evolution of the physics and the images of the world that physics has given us through the ages. And we, it's not linear. It's not linear. It's not a, it's not a, 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 a constant evolution towards truth. It's not that. Physics and the philosophy of science absolutely does not say that at all. It's, it's, it, we are not converging towards the truth. Probably there is no truth. And for instance, a very, very uh, intriguing and fascinating thing of quantum mechanics is maybe we participate to this truth. We are not mm -hmm. just observers. So you see, questions are asked differently uh, uh, thanks to physics. So physics is helpful. Physics is helpful. Even if we won't know, we will maybe never know what is a ball, mm -hmm. we might ask uh, more interesting questions than before. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, uh, and we change the way we view the ball, for mm -hmm. instance. Um, for, for instance, uh, to quote uh, quantum mechanics, a ball is not located really somewhere. It's, it's a bit everywhere in space-time. And this, if you think about it, of course we don't think about it regularly every day, of course. But it's, it's somehow fascinating yeah. because it means that the universe as a whole cannot be distinguished in objects. It's a, just a unity, just like a complete ocean and, it, and it's not, it's really impossible to distinguish a body from another body, even, even a living one. And uh, uh, even this table is some, 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 but some in, in a way, part of this yes. unity. Yes. And it means that we, we have, uh, our cognition, our brain, have, has a separated things to mainly for survival mm -hmm. and to maybe happiness also, uh, maybe uh, other aspects of, uh, but it's just for survival. And basically there is no fundamental difference between the whole the universe as a whole. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and it's absolutely fascinating. Yes. Uh, we're gonna come back to this later about consciousness, because for sure. Um, and also want to say that the idea that um, to think that object like flowers uh, comes from mathematics is, is really interesting and fascinating. 
but still math is not math by itself it's math that has to have some object on which to operate we could imagine some kind of mathematics that does not exist in reality and so it, so it's like it's math applied to some kind of objects that operate according to that math it's it's, I, I think that the qu this question is... Or, uh, or maybe matter can emerge from mathematics, like... Yes, this is a... This is a uh, I, I think when, when you go uh, really, really, uh, when you zoom on, on the universe, uh, the, the, the higher you zoom, the more mathematics you will see. Mm -hmm. But um, a, a lot of uh, philosophers have... Uh, have worked on the problem of emergence and, for instance, uh, degrees of complexity that changes. Uh, it's very mysterious, huh? but uh, emergence is saying basically that um, the, the whole is superior to the sum of the parts. It's called, we can also mm. call it a gestalt effect, uh, saying that um, um, we are uh, greater than the collection of ourselves, mm. which is, uh, seems of course obvious, but for, yes. for uh, more simple things, uh, it would be even true. And, um, and so, someone like Arthur Kostler, for instance, has introduced a concept called Hollands. It's a sort of, it's a, it's a um, you, can, you can imagine it as some sort of a map of complexity and, and uh, a realm of complexity, and there are embedded the one in the others with some sort of a frontier. And uh, when you go off uh, this frontier to go in another realm, embedded the first one, then the, the, uh, you have emerging properties. It's not explained, really. It's not, you don't have a, a, a way to. Come to quantify this, but what it says is that let us imagine that really the universe is made of zero and what mm. to be just just elementary information. Mm. And but if you if you uh, dezoom, some sort of blur is happening, and you don't see zero one, you see I don't know a cloud mm. with uh, grays and shapes and so on. And you de-zoom and you see appearing colors may appear from, mm. from, from this uh, blur, for instance. And then goes the rest of properties. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, um, it is possible an emergence just saying that there are uh, some sort of a, uh, of a mapping territories there are territories in which uh, uh, um, uh, properties of objects crystallize, and and it's it's um, it's not necessary. Uh, it's not necessarily linear with scale. Huh? Uh, uh, it's not even scale. It's more abstract than this. It's. Uh, uh, it it I I I always been very uh, um, um, uh, very 
I, I've never been really convinced in, in this uh, de-zoom that some, sometimes you see on the internet coming from uh, the, the smallest part of an atom mm. and then mm. going big, 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 big and going to the first human beings and then going to, to galaxies and mm -hmm. ultimately and so on. This kind of, uh, I think, linear and scaling way to approach universe, in my opinion, is very, very wrong. First, um, first thing that should warn us about this, I mean, it's easy to add this to explain to a kid, I know, but it's, I think it's, um, it drives us into uh, misconceptions. What I believe is not really correct in this is that it's just the opposite of what quantum mechanics says us. Uh, distance does not appear to be fundamental. Distance is fundamental for our cognition mm. between because we need to know that a predator is at five meters and rather than one kilometer. But we think that the universe is organized like that, and maybe so. Quantum mechanics says it's not. Basically, we don't know how what it is really space, but it doesn't seem organized with the concept of distance, which raises a lot of questions. Mm. When we say this galaxy is very far away million of light years. Well, in general relativity, yes. In quantum mechanics, no. I mean, we can say that really. Uh, it's not really, not really that. And if you if you uh, go back to the, the theory I, 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 I have um, evocated, uh, loop quantum gravity. In loop quantum gravity, you have this sort of crystals which are not space, which has imagine this as some sort of a, uh, abstract things uh, in nowhereness uh, and vibrating and, and space is some sort of a fluid of a resonance from this uh, crystal uh, co called a, a spin network. And what I mean by that is that uh, in, in this model, for instance, there is no concept Space is uh, created locally, and it's so it kind of small bubbles going uh, like a, 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 a foam of, of bubbles, and but there is no fundamental difference between one bubble and another in terms of distance. We cannot see difference if this bubble here is so far away from the from the other one or not. Uh, it's it's very difficult. So, for instance, in this theory. Uh, uh, it's it's really difficult to, to to perceive what we consider as fundamental. Um, I, I, do you want to conclude? No, you, you can. It's just a, a very last uh, little question about this topic, um, and then we can move to something else. Uh, do you think that uh, physical laws are simple at their core? Like uh, when we will have a theory of everything, it is has to be something kind of simple or maybe this is just biased because uh, we can only find those those laws that uh, we can understand and that are simple enough or that we arrange them in order to be simple or maybe physical laws could, could be completely very complex and maybe also not understandable by us yeah in, in our yes it's a, it's um 
it's an excellent question again. So um, you are true. Uh, everybody know, everyone knows uh, uh, Newtonian gravity, and we call that uh, uh, the law in one on, on on the distance to the square. And uh, it's extremely. This law is extremely simple. It's just a quotient between mm -hmm. masses and and uh, the radius is square. And so people in the 18th century and 19th century sincerely believed this was driven the whole universe. Mm -hmm. uh, but there were questions arising, like Newton, the first, uh, was totally aware that uh, there, is, there was a problem. It was this uh, force working instantly. I mean, if I move the moon on an orbit, does the apple fall instantly or one second later? Mm -hmm. he, he knew that there were some problems uh, with this uh, the, the transportation effect. On. So, but the law was extremely simple, and uh, physics from the 20th century came with. More, more abstract laws. For instance, uh, uh, Einstein equations in general relativity remain uh, are complex. You, you, you basically need to be at third or fourth uh, year of university to really master them. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it remains relatively compact, let's mm. say. You have, um, you, you can read them. You have a lot of, lot of stuff on YouTube and you, you can really read them literally and you have, it, it goes on one line, let's say, to be, to be, to be simple. But it's, it needs a relatively abstract mathematics. Not too much, but relatively. And then goes uh, the, the quantum mechanics. The, the, the law are, again, not too complex. I mean, the formalism is, is not that big. But uh, again, it's, abs it's abstract because it deals with imaginary numbers. So mm -hmm. it's, it's far from everyday life. And then goes uh, the modern theories, trying to make a train to um, uh, marry both both of trivia just quoted and and then now the degree of complexity is much much higher uh, it can be string theories and or it can be or it can be uh, loop quantum gravity and uh, so it seems to be that the mathematics uh, behind the physics are more and more complex. So the question is not is natural. Will uh, the uh, will the, the next theory require extremely high uh, abstract uh, mm. uh, uh, mathematics? It's it's a possibility. And to 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 give you another, uh, another uh, hint on that question is in the in loop quantum gravity this uh, series uh, one of the series trying to uh, um, uh, marry uh, the quantum world and the relativity 
you have this situation where uh, space is created, it doesn't exist, and it's discrete. It's made of little small blocks like Legos, mm -hmm. and sometimes you have holes, it's non-space. And this some sort of a, uh, a structure with holes and fools and, 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 and uh, so nearly so on this kind of structure, if space is uh, it just is like cheese uh, with holes and so on, mm -hmm. we cannot apply nearly all of our mathematical tools. All our, all our mathematical tools are not defined on this kind of spaces. Mm -hmm. If really space is like that, is a discrete, is a, 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 a numerable uh, a, a gathering of, of small pieces of space, mm -hmm. then uh, things like uh, derivatives, integrals, mostly tensors and this kind of thing, nothing, it's not definite. Mm -hmm. So what is left to work on this kind of spaces is you come back to arithmetics. <laughs> you cannot you cannot you have to simplify. Yeah, you you have uh, really finite sums installed or integrals and every theorems or formulas to simplify. You cannot apply them. So meaning that uh, we probably won't be able to simplify. So we probably will have. Maybe gigantic mm -hmm. uh, sheets and sheets uh, full of doubles, triple sums on integers mm -hmm. rather than integrals. Or uh, another way to approach it are called uh, cellular automats. It's some sort of a simple algorithm mm -hmm. uh, which fills some a grid. Let's consider a grid, and they fill a grid, and maybe they can approach uh, the the way that uh, we feel grids will with whites and blacks. Mm, like the game of life. Yes, exactly. This uh, sometimes when I look at the game of life of, of Conway, it, it makes me think of of, mm. uh, of loop quantum gravity. You know? mm. And uh, how how holes and in these grids are filled by some sort of a, mm. some sort of a, 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 of an algorithm. Mm. But again, this is a very, very deep question because uh, if we find someday that there is an algorithm that has filled the grid of the universe in a way, then who has computed uh, this algorithm is a big net question. Yes, okay. Um, here there is the whole um, topic about simulation that we can discuss, but uh, I will leave it maybe for later. Uh, I have just two things to, that came to my mind when talking about this is that maybe in the future only with the help of artificial intelligence we, we're going to be able to develop new laws that maybe only computers can um, develop and understand and we, cannot, we can just use them without knowing mm. where they come from because they are developed by computers and also that maybe uh, it just maybe a reflection that uh, the universe must be complex enough to allow us to exist and to comprehend it. So maybe the laws at the base cannot be so simple 
if they must be complex enough that they allow for beings to exist inside that system to understand it. So maybe it, we cannot pretend the physical laws of the base of the universe to be easy mm. to understand. I see two ways to, to approach this question. Uh, the first way is to uh, stick to some sort of dualism. If you think as a uh, there is a universe made of matters and, and laws and, and uh, structures, and you have consciousness uh, and uh, so, so, so something else. And what we say basically is that uh, in, this, in this view, uh, there is uh, nothing that can tell us that uh, um, someday, eventually, anything material will get a conscience. Mm. Some people believe that, uh, so IA is some sort of a, um, it, it's just metacomputing, but it's, it has nothing to do with our ability to see the structures of, of the universe. Mm -hmm. And um, if you look at the, the progresses of, of artificial intelligence, uh, I, I see, I'm, I'm, I'm not an expert, but I see them more on a quantitative uh, with rather than really qualitative, meaning that um, I do not think that we have made for now any algorithm capable to create another algorithm. Mm. We have made algorithm, uh, it's very impressive, I mean you, when you look at AlphaGo or when you look mm. at, at uh, even more for, for chess because it's much more limited, but these algorithms uh, are learning algorithms mm -hmm. and they are controlled by humans. Mm -hmm. So even, even with uh, face recognition mm -hmm. used by Google and so on, it's, it's extremely parameterized by humans. And finally, it's, uh, uh, if the algorithm is complex enough, it is able to set its own uh, parameters, but not all of them. So, we must be uh, uh, very aware that artificial intelligence is some sort of big world, but behind it, uh, it intelligence is some sort mm. of, a, of, a, of a metaphysical quest mm. that we are extremely far to achieve, and I personally don't think we will ever mm. achieve. I think uh, we human beings have, have some sort of let's call it a conscience in general, not, not us human beings alone. Uh, I mean, uh, but we certainly have a, um, a direct way to understand and to perceive invisible structures. And so, so, so we, we have always tried to create automats, in either physical, either machines, either uh, uh, working to, to, uh, to, to uh, make our life uh, more easy. And artificial intelligence is just another machine. But to answer your question, will it be able to solve for us the mysteries of the universe like sometimes we see in science fiction movies? I'm, personally, I'm really not convinced mm. at all. Not at all. Um, I, I don't think I'm in the majority of, of let's call it, 
people uh, or philosophers. Uh, so I'd say, I'd say the question is divides. It's really 50-50 uh, in a way. For instance, someone like Roger Penrose, uh, you, you will find on the internet uh, uh, interviews in which, in which he explains uh, how consciousness cannot be uh, reduced to any mathematical model, so cannot be put into algorithms. Mm. And we are really speaking of consciousness yes. discovering the structure of the universe. Okay. Is there, I, do, I cannot see... Uh, if you imagine how much how kind of intelligent it requires to develop an equation explaining how a quasar works and then large observation and correcting your equation or refuting your equation, discussing with other people, melting ideas, coming back or improving, all this kind of high-level structuration, let's call it meta-structuration in physics, is what is the main engine of physics. And this is not one human being. Yes. It's, it's, it's very easy to say Einstein has created relativity. Mm. Uh, factually, he has published an article, mm -hmm. but he is in a mood of ideas. Mm -hmm. he, 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 if Einstein was born in the 14th century, of course he would have not made relativity. It's obvious to everyone. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's yes. all humanity who yes. makes this kind of thing. And it's not one spirit and, mm. and plus, so, so that's one, I'm not only, only giving you my personal mm. answer, my skepticism about uh, artificial intelligence, mm. uh, being able to really uh, find by itself mm. uh, the structure of the universe. Uh, that's, that's the first thing. And I would add to it, to it finally, that in a way, if uh, quantum mechanics uh, is um, uh, asserted in the years to come, or co slightly corrected, but if the, if the main uh, uh, foundations remain, um, and if we, we uh, prove that the universe is not really totally external to us in a way that we kind of contribute. We are not simply observers, mm. but we are part of building a universe which time by time does not really exist. The universe, consider it as a box with a de the dead cat, mm. but on the, on, a, on the universal part. The universe is, we don't know, if there are really stars and galaxies and so on, it's just in, in a superposed way, and we look at them, and it's just like the, the cat being dead or alive. We are, we are being observers, we contribute to the universe. That's basically what it says. So, and, that, and that it, goes, it goes back to this evolving, uh, evolving laws. If objects are behaving maybe differently according to uh, their being set, being put into existence due to observers, whatever they are. So maybe, maybe, it's, maybe laws are evolving partly because of that. And so if laws are evolving, uh, how, how can we even think of artificial intelligence discovering uh, this 
sort of a second level uh, law. Right now, there is nothing in artificial intelligence that it is more than a couple of algorithms, mm. well set and well parameterized. But uh, so, do you think that consciousness is needed for intelligence? That there cannot be real intelligence without consciousness? And no, I would not say that because I re I really don't know that. But I think consciousness is necessary to uh, view it some way or to penetrate uh, mm. invisible structures of the universe. Maybe more than intelligence. Mm. Because intelligence is... It's a word... It, 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 uh, it's difficult to define this word, but I see it as uh, a way to organize things at best around us and to provide links and possible explanation. And, then, and then let, let's say that intelligence is a, the capability to modelize at best what we know around at a given time. Mm -hmm. um, but that doesn't say that uh, uh, we really um, feel what it is, why it is important. Because ultimately, what makes us uh, ask the fundamental question is not intelligence, it's conscience. Intelligence is a way to modelize our, own, uh, is a way to answer. But for instance, it's not, it's not the only one. Some people are working on intuition, are making uh, experimental protocols on intuition. For instance, Aion uh, Institute in California. Uh, some people kind of feel what is going to happen or what is an object and what what is really inside something and uh, and uh, it's so it's intuition intuition or some other things but it's not it's not intelligence a lot of these people have not made any studies but they are aware they, they know how to uh, uh, penetrate some structures of the universe. So I would say its conscience is more fundamental, much more fundamental than intelligence. Intelligence is just a capacity to organize, to optimize the organization of things around us. But it's not more than that. Mm. So maybe in that way, artificial intelligence would be very helpful. It would be a helpful tool for us to maybe help us modelize, mm. but not to ask the right questions and not to, for instance, giving up a model for make tabula rasa and decide that we'll go in another direction. Mm. But, uh, and yes. human beings are capable of that. Yes. Sometimes we, we see, we, we look at, we are in a tunnel and we say, okay, it's, we've, we've, we've passed too much time that tunnel. We go back and we try another thing. And I don't see an artificial intelligence have, having this kind of libre arbitre. Yes. Um, I think uh, that uh, we kind of associate uh, consciousness with intelligent, intelligence in some way because really 
we as humans at least cannot do a intelligent thinking without really being present like being conscious like for us it's really the moment we are conscious is, is when we are really thinking about the problem but if you if you believe in evolution and that we uh, derive from plantons or some sort of basic self-replicating cellule that then evolved into DNA and all the rest there was no consciousness at some point and there is now so in some of this chain consciousness yes. must be created or emerge but so why couldn't we build some sort of system to replicate this evolutionary um, mechanism and create uh, an artificial intelligence which may or may not have consciousness because in the end can we really prove that something has a consciousness but uh, that then has the same capability that we have and maybe more so to create uh, in an evolutionary way so in a sort of evolutionary algorithm but more powerful because really working maybe on a biological level and then um, obtain an artificial intelligence that is capable of doing this which is human and maybe more than human thinking i i see i see your point you, the um the question of uh so uh arising of consciences is uh, of course uh, uh, debated but of course no one knows uh, there are several possibilities which I discussed. Um, first one is, is probably, in a way, uh, the most uh, uh, promising, is saying that um, conscience does not arise, it's just everywhere. Mm -hmm. let's, call it, let's call it a pump psychism. Uh, there is conscience in inert objects and uh, uh, and there is, of course, everybody uh, knows intuitively that there is some sort of conscience in the vegetal. Mm. Um, you just have to to uh, put your hand on the tree to know that it's not an object. Uh, it's not an inert object, and it has uh, something which is very different from a, a mineral, for instance. Mm. Uh, and uh, uh, and probably, so there, so there is this uh, first possible answer. So, in fact, uh, so in fact, uh, 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 but we we would not know why we would be maybe more conscious than other things, and if we are, and uh, so um, that might goes. Uh, with what you say, that uh, can we make conscience appear, or, or in fact, can we focus conscience, which is a bit everywhere? Mm, yes. Can we focus it more? Can we concentrate it uh, in new kind of bodies, mm -hmm. maybe artificial or not? Yes. Uh, this is uh, yes. nobody, nobody knows. The other thing would be a uh, no answer, for instance, uh, like uh, in a, a dualistic view of the world, then uh, you have a sort of a superposition between a 
inert world made of minerals, atoms, matter, and uh, um, conscience, but not inside. They are uh, uh, they would be uh, communicating uh, constantly, but they would not be part of the same realm. And so, what you would ask is say, okay, I take matter, and matter would be able to go outside its realm and into the, the realm of conscience. And mm -hmm. the, the question would be, no, we, it's not logical, and we, there is no way that we know to, to go from one to another. So it really, it, it, it's not impossible at all. Uh, I myself uh, said uh, that I, I see limits in artificial intelligence. I think, mm. I think, I think, if we want to be more efficient in the future, like if we if we think that, for instance, mathematical laws will be more complex and more and more difficult to apprehend for us human beings, rather than trying to create super automats, mm. maybe we could enhance ourselves. Mm. Yes. So enhancing ourselves is not necessarily a motive. Genetical modification, it's a possibility, but we open a Pandora's box and mm. it's, uh, in history it's not necessarily a good thing. History has taught, has taught us that. But it could, be, it could also be through other approaches, like, uh, I don't know if someone has ever tried to do, to melt uh, meditation and uh, physical thinking, for instance. Mm. In general, Activity, human activities are very separate mm. nowadays, and I think it's not the best way, the best approach, the best possible approach. I think maybe new physics in the 22nd century would be uh, much more um, uh, uh, interdisciplinary mm. way to approach physics, not only learning uh, yes. how to model, how to compute, how to put equations, uh, but also to try to develop uh, things like intuitions, things like meditation, things, things like interdisciplinary approach, like using arts, for instance, mm. and uh, creativity and uh, um, melting, having, um, feeling textures and uh, um, it's, I think it's a pity when, when you have young kids uh, good at math and good at physics mm -hmm. and society may rapidly they only do math and physics and in fact it's I wonder if it's a right way to approach this maybe for kids who are uh, 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 in advance on this subject Maybe on the contrary, not on the contrary, but we, we should give them uh, a, 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 a pencil and the colors and they do paintings and sculptures and uh, they touch things and uh, um, so specialization is probably not the right way to approach this. Mm. So enhancing us is also uh, uh, following what quantum mechanics says, we must be more global. We must have, take time to have a high-level view, let's call it a 
uh, a seagull view mm. rather than a frog view. Specialists are frog view. They are yes. extremely well, extremely uh, 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 performant in, in, the, in, 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 the, in the little lake. But uh, I think what we need uh, as human beings is to, to, have, to, uh, to be more global and mm -hmm. to be able to work more efficiently all together. Mm -hmm. what, what is, the, best, what is the, the revolution in computers in the, in the recently? It's not computers, I mean, in, uh, as a unity, but we make a network of computers. When I was a kid, mm -hmm. network of computers did not really exist as a concept. We all have computers and we try to enhance computers. Mm. But what about networks of human beings? Mm. If, we can, if we find a way to, to enhance communication, to... Uh, uh, Do you think... Uh, and, and, and to make us... To, uh, let us make more and more think tanks uh, uh, on big questions, on fundamental questions, and even on theoretical physics. Now I see that in, in some theoretical uh, physics uh, laboratories, they, they try to open their mind and, uh, and uh, mm. uh, enrich uh, the, 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 the way they can, the, way, the, the view to, with fields that are um, kind of far away from physics. So, I, so this is a way to, to, to as I see it, more interesting that, uh, that because artificial intelligence solving all our problems is clearly a fit en avant. Fit en avant meaning, uh, meaning we, we, we try to escape the problem. Mm. We give somebody something else the responsibility of us and to to raise to, to ask the good questions it's not so yes good way we could answer. use it to enhance ourselves as you yes as you i think yes. they, could, they could be performant mm -hmm. for uh, help us modeling but not mm -hmm. to ask our question okay uh i um i like the idea of connecting like a network of human minds and uh, do you, do you think it will be possible to uh, join consciousnesses? Like, not only like uh, having a connection which is just telepathy and understanding each other, but uh, really having a single consci consciousness. Because mm. if you, I don't know if you know of this experiment in which some patient had some mental problems and they had the central part of their brain removed, uh, which is like the um, section which connects the left and the uh, right side. Uh, I don't know the name in English. But, uh, and uh, after this, it was like the two brains were behaving as different entities, like, um, and they were, yeah, like two individuals in the same brain because one was the left brain and one was the right brain. So maybe it could be possible to do the opposite and merge brains and uh, create a single consciousness of one, of two, or multiple, of multiple people. I would be more pleased if we would find a less biological way to proceed, but uh, uh, I was, I, 
I don't have a, a, a clear answer on that. Uh, yeah, just speculation. It will. It 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 would be. I think even if 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 you, if if you put in one room uh, people who are uh, open-minded, uh, um, positive, and uh, um, who sincerely mm -hmm. want to 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 enhance, yes. uh, so just just that. I think you lower communication problems and you lower egos and you lower all this. So, so that's the first thing. I know it's uh, probably not what you want to hear, but it's, it's the first approach. Then um, we don't know in the future what uh, technology or quantum technology could bring us in terms of interfacing, in terms of uh, uh, instant communication of a large amount of data. Mm. Uh, um, uh, so we, we we should remain very open to this kind of of things that could uh, that could uh, do us a lot of good uh, if we of course manage to find very very uh, urgent answers to mm. our environment. And uh, yes, you, you cited pump psychism. Yes. which is this idea that consciousness is a fundamental property of reality and uh, I think it's it's a really interesting one because from one point of view it's look like bypassing the problem like saying uh, we don't have to explain consciousness because it just exists and it's maybe you model the, the interaction of it uh, maybe it's composed of quantum particles and uh, uh, we are just um, like more and more conscious beings uh, have more complex interaction between these particles. But at the same time, it's uh, actually a simple explanation. So from a scientific point of view, it's like uh, the better one because it doesn't assume, like it, it, it's, it's just to be as simple as possible. And in this way, it's kind of a good scientific theory. Uh, it also answers uh, the, the, the problems of when the conscience has. Yeah. has yes, uh, it also is there, but it's, it's just, yeah, if it's, it's if it's a basic constituent of uh, either in the universe or external to the universe, mm. it's absolutely fundamental. And uh, lots of people have said it. Uh, uh, Schrödinger, for instance, uh, said that uh, uh, what whatever physics says on on, uh, on the constituents of the universe, uh, uh, consciousness remains a, mm. a, one of the fundamental constituents and out of physics. Mm. Um, some, some, uh, some physicists and, uh, have, uh, have came to the same idea that conscious, con consciousness was uh, out of the physical realm. It's a, it, it's it's a uh, uh, well. Of course, you have the open debate. Huh? You have uh, you have physicists uh, which are called totally materialistic, and who consider that uh, uh, proven otherwise, uh, consciousness is uh, is an emerging property from the brain, which is totally uh, matter-based, mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of. Uh, brain specialists uh, in majority still think that. So, but you have more and more experiments, um, more and more uh, 
philosophers also as well, uh, like Chambers, for instance, uh, who, uh, who say, no, you brain physicists are, uh, uh, you have your, 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 your view is imprisoned in some sort of model, uh, but if you take a, a, a larger perspective, uh, you should see that uh, it is, it cannot be this way. It cannot be this way because if you think if you think that really the brain is some sort of a computer mm. uh, and that the computer creates images and sound and we call it conscience. If really it is that, uh, how that the computer knows itself that it exists, and this this is one of the most deeper. Um, an inner uh, feeling of consciousness. We cannot define what it is, but we all know we have it. We all know we exist, we feel uh, color, space, time, our lives, our pain, our happiness, we feel it. We know that uh, other human beings feel as us, and for us it defines human beings around mm. us. But Fundamentally, uh, it's something totally of the inner self, and uh, and uh, that hardly can be explained. Mm. Uh, if you think the, the brain as a supercomputer, even uh, the brain cannot know itself that it exists. Mm. That's basically the main question. Mm. That's a, it's called the hard problem of consciousness. Mm -hmm. If you put it in a, one question, it would be this one. Every computer has, has this software, this kind of stuff, but the question, what is the software and who did the software, is not answered. You need a creator of any software. And so if the, if, if the brain is, is materialistic, it needs to be computed or driven or initialized and, and, uh, and uh, if met metaphorically, uh, if you think about it, uh, the materialistic view is, is a bit absurd even. It really would be saying that uh, uh, the computer has, has programmed itself and has launched itself and has plugged into electricity itself. Basically it's that, that materialist says. So if you really think about it, it's really absurd. So you need something else, and, and uh, nobody knows exactly, but uh, if you think of the brain less as a computer, but more to a radio uh, mm. um, receiving mm -hmm. a broadcast, and broadcast is thought. And you, uh, you Tomaso, you have a radio on... Uh, 83.4 megahertz, you have your spirit, re you receive your, uh, this field, and uh, I receive another field, and so on and so on. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's like... So, interesting thing about it is that it kind of redefines what death is. Uh, if the radio is broken, the broadcast still exists somewhere. Yes, yes, that is yes, it's interesting, but... Uh, it's interesting the idea that brain does not create consciousness, but it's it uses some part of reality to assemble consciousness with what is outside of it, and uh, 
And so, yeah, brain define identity, but not consciousness. Like there is not there is not a consciousness outside that then is um, um, that emerged from my brain, but it's my brain and the way it is wired that uh, uses quantum of consciousness, panta, uh, or something else, uh, and build a consciousness. Maybe it's something like that. But also, I think it's interesting that uh, there is uh, a concept of identity, like uh, I feel like a single thing. Uh, my consciousness is um, a single entity, while uh, and there exist multiple of them. Your consciousness is different, uh, and uh, apparently cannot communicate uh, like uh, on the consciousness level. They cannot only pass through the uh, materials uh, world and then communicate to that. Like, but so if uh, if panpsychism is right, uh, in some way it can create a single thing with a sense of unity, which is my consciousness, out of something that is not uh, singular, because I if my consciousness as it is, as it is uh, does not exist uh, somewhere in the world and it's then um, put into me. I don't know if it's clear. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I think I follow you. Let's... Um, the question of the plurality is, uh, is, 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 is very troubling and, and very, very interesting because it... And for instance, to, to, to give you some answers of, of, of philosophers, you have uh, um, people like Schrödinger uh, have finally, well, finally believed that uh, uh, ego was, was, was really absurd and uh, we were a multiplicity. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so in, it's in a way uh, you could say with my, with image of, of broadcast and radio is that there is a, a, a infinite broadcast and radio uh, some shifted so we do not see exactly we and so it explains why we don't have the same mm -hmm. all uh, the same soul let's say but uh, uh, basically it's uh, basically there's a uh, the universe is a, is, a, is, a, uh, is a unity and ultimately it's like or you can use another image and this image is called from a, it's, a, it's a very very beautiful uh, uh, image from um, uh, Henry James and it says uh, we think we each of us as trees separated from each other but uh, all our roots are all together, uh, crossing from island to island uh, in beneath the, the, mm. the ground. So, uh, it, all our education uh, tend to uh, comfort us to see ourselves as, as clearly separated individuals mm -hmm. and try for, through competition, through, through a lot of. Uh, a lot of these things to to uh, separate at maximum, but um, I, I wonder if it's really the right way to proceed first. And I wonder if um, I, I, I think it's it's to the end finally. 
Um, one of the best way to explain what we see is to consider a very strong unity uh, of, of universe as a whole and probably to conscience as a whole. Mm -hmm. And it, uh, if you see all little, if you see all little things, uh, like uh, even with little radios, it's uh, you see things very differently. Because even an insect has, uh, is plugged uh, and listened to this radio and is full of a little something, couple of notes, and that's his conscience. Mm. And, and so, pan-psychism is in a way illustrated. Uh, even, sing, even atoms have a little radios and are plugged to this mm. universal radio program. And um, so that's very dualistic, and what I'm, what I'm saying, I'm basically saying that uh, you have a material world and you have uh, uh, you have a ethereal world. But uh, well, like you, if I was born in five centuries, maybe I would, yes. have, I would have a different view. But right now, I think it really holds. I think it's it, it really holds it. And it's and it's much more better than that materialism, which is uh, a complete dead end, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe one last question about consciousness. Do you think that uh, free free will requires consciousness? That uh, we must be conscious conscious to have, to be free, or maybe even conscious conscious being are not free, and. Uh, we have just an illusion of being free. I, I am very, very extreme on this question. I, I believe that it's... So, let, let, let's, so let's be uh, uh, logical with, with, with all what we said. If, uh, if everything is somehow conscious, then every, everything, every single particle, even, as free will. We can be as extreme as that. Mm. And what and to support us, we have the uh, 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 free will theorem of caution uh, uh, specker. It's a, it's a theorem from quantum physics, saying basically that if quantum physics is right, and if we have free will as mm. an observer, as a mm. human being making an experiment in a laboratory, then it must apply that electrons are free will. Mm. This is called the, the caution specker theorem, and uh, it's not not uh, it's not uh, as known as it should be, but it's uh, uh, it's very very interesting. Let uh, if let us think about electrons having having free wills. It means that. Matter in general, made of if you consider matter as made of very small constituents, whatever they are, electrons or neutrons or whatever, it means that if if very very small constituents making as a whole have a, a, a reaction capacity, they are not in fact they are not totally inertial. Mm. They are not in. They are not deterministic. So, it's not totally deterministic. So and so, so not only deterministic, but say that. Imagine, um, so it, it gives another image of the universe. It's, it's more like if the universe was some sort of an interface. 
imagine a screen mm. and you touch a screen and the screen moves and changes and does a picture and does a sound and whatever. It's, the more we think about it, the more the universe would somehow look like something like that. Some sort of a, of a tactile screen. Caution speaker CRM saying that if even little part of the matter, uh, particles, have free will, if we have one, mm -hmm. which probably everyone, not everyone, I have, I have had some, <laughs> some, some, some uh, 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 philosophical devoir from other users. Some students tend to think that uh, free will is far from obvious and then we don't have free will. I've, I've had some dissertation about that, but I personally I'm convinced that we have a free will. Um, and I just cannot imagine how one can, we can live without thinking I that. Think but, but if we have a free will, uh, and this uh, very interesting theorem uh, from the 90s uh, says that basically matter itself has a free will. Mm -hmm. It's very, very interesting to think about that in a way that it gives us the image of a very reactive It's uh, a universe. Universe is again not something inert. Uh, it's something uh, 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 moving, reacting to the lives inside of it. Mm. And it's a very, very interesting way. It gives, makes the universe uh, lively and living, mm. and uh, we are participating to uh, something that we interact with and uh, modifying, modifying it even even slightly. I think, by the way, that uh, everybody lives as if they have, if they had free will, because you cannot live like not believing that you have free will. I think some, some do. Huh? Yes, no, yes, I, I, I think that... But I, I, I do not understand either, but some yes, do. Uh, yes, like, even if you don't believe in free will, you act. Yes. And you do your everyday life Absolutely. as you... As, as That's the main so. argument of people, uh, of, for instance, interviewers of uh, brain specialists mm. uh, who are materialistic mm. and who try to convince mostly themselves, mm. that uh, a brain is just a supercomputer and so we are no more than, mm. than machines, finally. We are programmed, we are determined by our, by our environment and, and, uh, and we are totally uh, robotic, finally. And, uh, and, but uh, uh, just, uh, just uh, responding to this question almost answers in an opposite way, so, uh, so yes. Um, let's talk about aliens. <laughs> I think you are familiar with the idea of premise paradox. Yes. Um, would, would you just say your take on that? What, what is it and uh, what's a possible explanation of premise paradox? Uh, so for the for the uh, uh, auditor, uh, so Fermi's paradox is uh, saying basically that um, we should already have uh, 
aliens in our government or communicating with us uh, or, or uh, considering the, the, the number of, uh, of potentially habitable, habitable planets and galaxies and systems and, and, um, and so on. But uh, of, of course it's a, it's, a, it's a very simple way to address this question. Meaning that first we don't really know what life is, and I could for people interested in that question, I I, I think I I, um, I could refer to an interview of uh, Lex Friedman on uh, that you can find probably on YouTube on uh, exobi two exobiologists uh, trying to um, uh, trying to to to. Uh, uh, Put some perspective on the question of what is life, basically, uh, because probably every one of us is driven by science fiction movies, and probably, of course, we have evolved from purely uh, uh, humanoid things. But uh, uh, even recently, so recently, uh, we think about living oceans, like in Solaris, for instance. Uh, or, but we can even see much more. Uh, much more intriguing or imaginative way to answer the question. So, but so so the Fermi paradox is basically considering uh, a certain number of parameters. Uh, if you if you multiply all of this, we should already have a contact uh, uh, of an alien civilization, let's say, and we don't, and we don't. Uh, it's there is nothing clear. Uh, the city uh, is now working for. Uh, something like 30 years around. So CETI's search for extraterrestrial intelligence is uh, based on radio telescope uh, looking through 21 centimeter wavelengths. It's hydrogen wavelengths, which is a major, major uh, 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 um, physic, um, uh, visible constituent of the universe. And uh, the idea is that if aliens want to communicate, they use what is uh, the most Mm -hmm. Frequent element uh, mm -hmm. sounds reasonable, and then recently they looked at a different wavelength, uh, well, uh, and but uh, there is nothing, nothing really clear, no pattern, nothing like that. Mm -hmm. So it seems to show that maybe, uh, well, in, so in a restricted view of in, of aliens as some sort of pipettes uh, or things uh, interested in communication, uh, having reached a technological uh, level, all, all these questions are very open uh, because uh, it's not that obvious. Uh, to, to we uh, have stayed millennium without real technology as we talk mm -hmm. about it. Is technology an accident? It's, a, it's another question. Uh, so maybe there are lives and maybe they're not communicating. That's another, that, that's another problem. Um, I think now it's really, it's really, to answer the question, are there uh, aliens, uh, whatever their shape is, maybe clouds, maybe interstellar clouds, maybe, maybe things, is really a matter of faith, not a matter of science. In our in our in, in in our nowadays state of mm. what we know, it's 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 hard to be. Uh, uh, we only can the only thing we can say is that um, 
no one close to our solar system in our part of the galaxy, which is nearly on the middle of the disk, apparently has communicated with us in, in a matter of centuries, times, so there's yes. a wavelength around, and a specific wavelength. So it mm. doesn't say much. Yes. Um, to really answer the question of how, how much life there is in the universe, uh, we should be able to uh, to understand how life has came on Earth. That would be an interesting input in, to answer this question. And uh, very interestingly, no one really knows. We learn like it's it's as if in the media, like we when we are kids, we have. Uh, our parents give us books that life has come in the primitive oceans in the form of very simple prokaryote or eukaryote cellular. Then it gathered all together and it created the first uh, non-vertebrates and so on and so on. And we, and we all think that it's all clear, it's all set up, but not at all. In every gap of the processes, of the process, we have gigantic mountains meaning nobody knows nobody knows how how to come from uh, a simple a simple molecule into an ARN uh, so the messenger of the ADN mm -hmm. from ARN to ADN nobody knows and nobody knows from the ADN how to go to a cell because it's it's like okay ADN is the map and cell is the territory and a cell is much more complex. I mean, ADN is just, a, let's put it this way, a coding sequence. I mean, how to build this table is not the table. And finally, we don't know who built the table. We have the plan of the table. Plan is, is ADN. But we don't know what is the table and who made it and how it made, how it's made and what is that really is constitution. So, and then goes from the cell. And so from the cell to the first invertebrate, there is a, a, a step of complexity, which is, mm. which you don't know. So let, let's, let's, let's go back to the conclusion, because I think everybody knows the point. There is a sentence uh, from Fred Hoyle, which is very well known, saying basically, life is just is as if a tornado uh, would have crossed uh, 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 some sort of a land full of garbage and pieces of iron and here or something. And at the end, after the tornado, there is a full working Boeing 747. Mm. So this is our understanding of what is life now on Earth. Even the smallest part, from the virus to the biggest part. So life and how it, how it emerged, even on Earth, is a total mystery. Mm. We just have some little bricks, little glimpses, but we don't have the full story. And every step of the story is a total mystery. Mm. Nobody, has, nobody has even uh, uh, succeeded in creating uh, uh, an artificial uh, ARN coming from nothing, mm. coming from, uh, 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 from, from carbon, oxygen, oxygen. So, see. So, first thing is we don't know how even it arrived on us. So it's super hard to even estimate how it could arise mm. in other planet. 
there are, let's say, there are, uh, uh, there is potential because we know that there are a lot of planets having oceans. We know that. Uh, maybe something like uh, at least 10 or 20 percent of, of, uh, of uh, rock planets uh, have oceans. So there are probably conditions if it's repetitive and if the pattern is necessitate an aquatic element and so on. But does it imply that life is... Uh, would we have developed tools and technology ultimately if, for instance, life was uh, super easy? Maybe not. Mm -hmm. So. We would be a life form, but not interesting in communicating, maybe. So that's another view of it. Maybe there is life, uh, maybe there is a great deal of life in the universe, but not necessarily interested mm -hmm. in communicating yes, with those. I haven't answered your question directly. I've just tried to, to put a landscape around it. I think, pers personally speaking, mm -hmm. Um, I would not be surprised if life was very rare. Mm. And also, this question is very related to, to, to an image of the universe. Let's say a universe seen as a home, as a house, meaning that there are rooms and you can have a space to develop and so on and so on. But so this is, let's call it a Newtonian or general relativity view of the universe. But if you think of the universe through uh, a quantum filter, then if universe is a, a unity in which space is just a, a way to organize things, but it's not fundamental, we might even be totally alone. Because space is a creation, we, we co-create space. Maybe space is, is just made for us only. It's possibility that we are mm. totally alone and we are looking for... Why are we looking for aliens? We are looking for aliens not to feel alone from, and, and to maybe save us. Uh, lots of people look for aliens so that they uh, save us from our uh, from our self destruction, which is almost programmed. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, but maybe maybe it's not the case. Maybe it's not the case. If if universe is it's what I what I want to say is maybe universe is very different from what we think it mm -hmm. is. And in that view, looking for aliens, it just mm -hmm. is looking for ghosts. Okay, yes, we have an assumed idea of the universe, uh, but in reality... Yeah, so I think, I think we are looking for uh, something uh, uh, that won't necessarily save us. We, we have everything in us to be able to save us, mm. uh, our consciousness, our intelligence. And, yes. uh, and, uh, and uh, in a way, it's also very close to, uh, I put a parallel, with, with the question of multiverse. Multiverse is to me some sort of a fuit en avant again. It's it's uh, we don't know at all what the universe is. Uh, there is really no point in looking for an infinity of other universe. 
And uh, to, to me, so the problem of multiverse is, is biased by a tendency that uh, that we have to to uh, take something and imagine its duplicates, and it, it's it's pure uh, it's purely a way we have to 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 it's, to to uh, 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 again organize and uh, uh, and trying to foresee and trying to get uh, to 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 try to see all possibilities. Let's put it like that. Our brain is made for our survival to imagine all possibilities to everything, and uh, but it's not necessarily how the world works really. It's how we work for our survival on planet Earth, but it's not necessarily how the universe is mm. is based on. And if the universe is a fundamental unity, think of of energy fields. Uh, uh, Quantum field theory says everything is quantum, is, is energy fields, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, think of think of the universe as something a sphere full of energy fields all melt all together, mm -hmm. and um, and maybe it's uh, maybe the universe we think as big is not maybe it's pure illusion it's a perspective it's as if we were in a mirror gallery mm. it's it's really possible that the universe is it's much more smaller than we think mm. and then and then we will not be looking for other ourselves i i know it's an extreme answer and probably i'm there is not much people thinking that but it's a it's a uh, i think it's interesting in the way that um, we look for things that we already have, um, mm. and uh, yes. and in, in uh, an, uh, someone in a native from Amazon is, uh, in a way, so different culturally that uh, um, we we don't need to look for diversity. That we already have, uh, this is, uh, there are tens of millions of species on Earth, and uh, we don't even know all of them. So, uh, um, so yeah. Yes. But um, in a way, I think it's it's just interesting to think about why we don't see aliens, because there are so many possibilities. Even if most of them are like metaphysics, because we don't really know, like. If uh, it's just uh, an illusion and stuff, but it's interesting also to think uh, about our, our place in the universe. Like, uh, if really we are alone, maybe we have to um, be more careful about uh, ourselves, our life, and our maybe we are we have to give us a little bit more importance on our role in the universe if we are so special. Also, yes, if. if uh, Maybe it means that the advanced civilizations are bounded to go extinct and so they will never communicate and so we have to be careful about that. So it's it's yeah, I, it, it's more of a questions that can help us think uh, maybe in a different perspective rather than giving us an actual answer of, the, of, of this question. So. I've read some answers uh, 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 evocating the possibility that um, also 
civilization have is a perished due to technological uh, um, teenage like we like we are uh, threatened mm -hmm. to uh, and so one who have succeeded and and and, and evolved maybe are uh, on another another planes of perception let's say and uh, it would be as if we who amongst us tries to communicate with a uh, with a, a beehive, uh, mm -hmm. we observe yes. it and we take the we take the honey, but uh, mm -hmm. no one tries to communicate. And maybe a civilization far, far away uh, sees us as a beehive and uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, and goes through. Or maybe there are no 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 more uh, matter-based, but only light-based or. Uh, uh -huh. Having maybe there are lots lots of possibilities. Thing is, my if if we sum up, I think my, my vision of it is that people who think about it should be aware that the question is really related to the to the paradigm of the world. Mm. If the world is very, is so different that we tend to see it now, maybe it's it, in fact it has something to do with the problem. Mm. But of course, I mean, I must say that I'm, I'm, this is just a, a, an opinion saying that I would be the first uh, pleased yes. to meet uh, mm. uh, uh, strange things uh, evolving in whatever system because uh, if we communicate efficiently with them, he, we double instantly all our art uh, mm. uh, galleries and, uh, uh, and our uh, way to share, and yeah, and just and just a way to to observe and to address the universe. Mm -hmm. What kind of mathematics have they, have, have yes. they developed? What kind of uh, what is the relation with uh, mm. between uh, uh, art and their society? It means there are so many, so many fascinating questions. Uh, so I, I certainly would be pleased, and I'm, mm -hmm. uh, I'm probably I love to to, <laughs> to talk see to me the Star, Star Trek <laughs> Star Trek uh, yes. series, uh, yes. with, uh, all trying to imagine all kind of possibilities, and, uh, and of course this is fascinating. I'm just saying that it's a real possibility now, due to quantum mechanics, that the world is extremely different of what we perceive on it, of it, and maybe it's a question of are they other lives is related to this question. Like, where do you see humanity in like in the future, like 500 years? Uh, well, where could we be? And do you think that uh, we shall try to colonize uh, the solar system? We shall try to go out there? Or is it something uh, is important on a human civilization level to be Interstellar mm. and interplanetary. Um, I've very, uh, I've been very, very influenced by um, Arthur Cosfilm, um, um, a book called Janus. It's basically he says in Janus and. Uh, I think there is something true about it that we have evolved just much too fast, considering our uh, 
cognitive capabilities. Our co co cognitive capabilities are including our communication, our brain, our way to work, and our, uh, for instance, uh, uh, capability to master our emotions, our anger, our, mm. our uh, sometimes uh, need to destroy, and our sometimes need to uh, the empathy. All, all these things should have evolved, but we have evolved in a matter of centuries, millennium, let's say, maximum. Uh, and maybe this, the mm. cortex should have needed much, much more time. And when Kostler uh, wrote his book, it was uh, in the Cold War, at the end of the Cold War, basically he was fearing that at any time there would be a global nuclear war, like extension of humanity, mostly, probably. And so he was saying, okay, now here is a fact, uh, nobody has mastered his emotions. And for instance, everybody uh, follows some Gregorian uh, uh, um, uh, um, behavior. Mm -hmm. Like if somebody says, uh, I'm your leader, and take uh, mm -hmm. Hitler in mind, I'm your leader, and you see all crowds following like one body, this is absolutely dramatic, for instance. And uh, so Kessler was saying, okay, how can, you, how can we correct, make like something of a fast enhancement so that our capacity to communicate, to have empathy towards each other without destroying either the environment or ourselves mm -hmm. could be achieved to uh, fill the gap between technology, mm -hmm. technology which allows global destruction in one minute, and this cortex that haven't been able time enough to evolve. And he was <laughs> a bit... Uh, uh, he was a bit pessimistic, but he was he proposed solutions such as uh, um, some sort of... Uh, it, it was not really realistic, but uh, uh, trying to work on chemistry, where like, everyone would take pills to... And, uh, so not pills to make us uh, uh, zombies, not at all. Mm -hmm. he, his idea was uh, if if by chemistry we would be able to, uh, I know it's irrealistic, probably obsolete, but uh, his idea is to find a way, let's say, to enhance uh, creativity and to enhance uh, 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 control of our emotions. To have, uh, uh, not to make us passive sheep, not at all, but to uh, be able to have a to not to act instantly and to have some sort of a, mm. a reserve perspective, perspective yeah. and to master a little bit more how we behave and how we and in a general view and to be able to also to develop more empathy to every kind of beings. Mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, uh, of course it's 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 tragic that. Uh, even in the 21st century, we kill dolphins. I mean, uh, how tragic is it? We have put we have put people in, on the moon, and we still kill dolphins. It's uh, just mm. so incredible. But uh, we are like this. We we are an extremely aggressive species. Yes. We have probably managed to survive without this, without muscles, and we are without even mm. fur. And so we need to find a way, either. So what I'm giving, it's the, the time, the answers I'm, I'm providing are a bit obsolete and a bit, but also we there are other ways, uh, uh, um, um, probably, and uh, but 
it's it would be very interesting is if think tanks of biologists, uh, chemists, uh, 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 anthropologists, or uh, multidisciplinary would think on how what can we do really? Can for instance, can medicine help us? Can plants maybe help us? Can maybe an intervention as you so we need to find a way to make us more close to all all of us and close to the nature. We have a very strong capability to empathy, but we have also very strong capability to set to destruction. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a pro I mean, we won't solve it in, in one year, two years, and we make more and more sophisticated weapons. And uh, at some point, Arthur Kessler said, okay, it's like you put teenagers and you give them matches and you put them in a reserve full of, 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 mm -hmm. uh, of oil. And you, you hope, that nobody would even scratch uh, uh, a light. So, so uh, the situation is uh, is complex, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we need to 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 find ways to to. For instance, it's uh, it's awful. what what happens in Ukraine now. It's obsolete and anachronic. And for instance, it theoretically mm -hmm. should not happen, and uh, uh, it's because people are disconnected with some. Uh, with with probably one another, and they, they don't feel empathy anymore, and they they plan according to historical things which are totally abstract. You have in front of you mothers and kids, and but you follow. You are sure to be in your right, and you follow abstract plans based on historical views of empires and kind of stuff. And this is absolutely ridiculous. In a in a if we were, uh, let's say, uh, much more uh, uh, empathic, uh, uh, mastering ourselves much more. So this should be the way. Now, how to achieve this is an open question. And I don't see any other possibilities, to be quite honest. Mm. Uh, we are kind of helped by technology uh, in various ways, for instance, we are really very close to have an infinite, uh, infinite and uh, clean energy, which is fusion. Mm. Uh, this is uh, this is the best news of the beginning of the 21st century for humanity. The the prototype we make in Cadarache is uh, is the best news for humanity. Uh, hopefully, uh, clean, clean, infinite source of energy, and uh, but it doesn't solve anything. For instance, we need empathy uh, to be able to control our demography, for instance. We need... Uh, and, and at some point, I think, I think uh, we won't be able to really evolve without, without having a really a unified government and a, a, strong, mm. uh, a strong terrestrial government. At some point, it's, it is topic. Yes. But uh, how ideally. how can we really evolve without it as a community? Yes, it's it's really it, will someone somewhere have the courage to launch the idea really 
maybe it can cross uh, the nations. It's, it's a possibility. But right now, I, uh, the concept of nations is historically it just sinks bet uh, between two rivers or two coasts, and it's totally contingent. Okay. Yes. And when you think about it, but we need to unify uh, more and more and more. Uh, the tendency would be to make uh, something more unified as possible. Yes. To share resources and to be able... And then to answer your question, yes, of course, it's, uh, it's interesting to, to, to build uh, cities on Mars. Yes, it is. Uh, and besides, uh, we are made to explore uh, by thought through science and uh, physically, probably we will have surprises. Very. So, um, so yes, it is fascinating. Yes, we 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 should do that, but now it's uh, it's uh, it's complicated to explain people to explain people that we should uh, spend billions rather than saving species, for instance. It's a it's a, it's a complex choice. I uh, I really like the idea of the, this discrepancy between. Uh, our evolution and evolution of technology. Yes. I maybe it could be also yes, this thing that we said before that technology is so powerful that can destroy us, destroy the planet, and could be a solution of the Fermi paradox, like a great filter of advanced technology um, civilization is that they destroy themselves. And also, yeah, the fact that we have basically the same as Mm, some thousands of years ago when we were just hunter-gatherers and we have the same minds but in a completely different environment for which we are not evolved and uh, and this discrepancy as you said is uh, can cause bad things can cause uh, um, harm can cause um, can make us behave like animals in a in a modern society, but at the same time, it could be also the good part of humanity. Like it's the driving force. For example, going to the moon as results of competition, uh, exploring as a results of evolutionary lives of uh, conquering and uh, having more. And so it, it's it's bizarre because it's our uh, animal nature, let's say, is both the origin of our bad and mm, and good mm. size. And so, if we if we want to control it and maybe remove it, maybe it means in some way the end of humanity as we know it. Uh, maybe uh, and maybe going back to the famous paradox is what advanced civilization that survived do. They change themselves in order to not be animal, let's say, and uh, just live by themselves, not communicating with others, maybe building extreme technology to be happy and uh, extremely advanced technology to live a happy and um, fulfilling life, and that's it. Like, yeah, maybe maybe something like that. I, it's, it's really interesting to see that different evolution speeds of us and our environment. But we, we must not forget uh, uh, that ultimately the, 
and in the general relativity view of the universe, the quantum is a much more positive question. But uh, let's take the general relativity view of the universe. Usually the universe is uh, uh, destined to death, to mm -hmm. thermal death. And uh, so, okay, it's a billion of years. Mm -hmm. But uh, so is planet Earth, so mm -hmm. is Mars, so every star, mm -hmm. so everything. So if we, if we really look long, long term, uh, we are here for mm -hmm. a couple of minutes. And yes. Maybe what we could do at best with our lives is to bring as much beauty as we can or make trying to reach some other much deeper experience and uh, and and uh, it changes perspective meaning that we okay we, we we have problems now so we have urgencies that's that's for sure but we need to keep in mind that there are even bigger uh, aspects and uh, and that um, it's possible that we sh we could maybe meditate more and uh, try to find other solutions and uh, besides looking for a urgent solution. If we don't survive, our question is very, very different and we will not be able to explore matter anymore. That's, that's, that's the main thing. And you raised the right question, uh, saying that um, uh, without the proof of the contrary, we are uh, the, the one of the most interesting things that the universe has, has done, has produced. Um, for now, so it would be probably a shame that uh, uh, we extinguish we extinguish ourselves without being sure that anything will come after us. Uh, uh, we are as a result of millions of years of evolution, mm, and, uh, yes. and we destroy ourselves in a matter of centuries. It's it's probably a shame, yes, and uh, but. Uh, so, so yeah, I think I think we need to enhance ourselves in whatever whatever possibility. Maybe maybe why not why not genetically if we find a, if we find a way to 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 develop more empathy and control more our more most deepest uh, 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 dark parts, let's say. And, uh, yes. Of and and. And as Kessler put it very well in the book, it won't make us ships. Mm -hmm. It's just mastering our dark parts mm -hmm. will not will will not uh, uh, make us robots or automats at all. It's to gain some freedom on ourselves. We will, of course. It's there is there will be less tension, but. For instance, it, I think it's very reduced to see art as a tension between, let's say, uh, evil and angels. Of course, lots of artists cultivate this thing of drinking, having drugs, and, and uh, destroying the body, and so on and so on. But so it's not, first, it's not all art, it's just a part of it. And it's absolutely not proven that, not proven that you're better at it because you exacerbate uh, the dark part of, mm. of uh, not at all. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating, but it doesn't make better art. So, so people should not be that afraid of of trying to. I mean, if there was some sort of a miracle pill that makes me closer to every human being and uh, 
and made more control of my my deepest uh, sensations that uh, I think I would take it. What what is uh, uh, for you the meaning of life? In very short uh, answer that you apply like on everyday life, whether conscious or not. What in in two lines? Um, it's learning at maximum, discovering at maximum, trying to bring as as much beauty as I can by writing, by giving art, and uh, and trying to bring as much light as I can to me and the others. This was my conversation with Jean-François Beckert. Now let me conclude it with some words of wisdom by Kyle Sagan. If we crave some cosmic purpose, then let us find ourselves a worthy goal. Thanks for listening. This was the Mentola Podcast and I hope to see you next time.